If you're listening to the car and you're on your way home, we'll be in turn your around because <laughs> we're in your house. We're in your house. where we discuss all things horror. I'm your host, Mike. And I'm Pat. And today, listeners, we got a special show for you. We are joined with the directors and writer of The House's October Built, Bobby Rowe and Zach Andrews. Thank you for having us on, guys. Hey, no problem. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to uh, come talk to our show. No worries. So I think the first thing we always do with our guest is we kind of ask him, like, you know, what is your favorite scary Scary movie? movie? Good question, uh, which I'm sure for most people changes all the time. Yeah, for um, us it changes all the time, too. Yeah, uh, you know what? I think what affected me most, maybe not scared me the most, but I had a, a an opportunity. I got to see Saw okay. about nine months early before anybody had even heard of it. Oh, um, fuck. And seeing that that way with no hype... Um, and we watched it three times in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that effect, you know, having a, a villain who actually never really pulled the trigger mixed with the twist in the ending, um, it gave, it just kind of gave this this cerebral horror that we hadn't had in maybe in a while. Yeah. Most, of the, most of the things trending were slaughter, um, which, you know, I still love all the normal 80s Freddies and Jasons, but yeah. Saw elevated the genre. Um, and that, to me, was that nice hybrid that we were kind of always looking for, something that just made people think a little bit differently about mm-hmm. horror as opposed to just slash up. Exactly, and I feel like the, that franchise moved from being unique to going to just gore-fest slasher. Yeah. But, but still, like I, I, to me, those three, those first three movies were solid. Yeah. I, I like the Saw yeah, franchise. They, 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 they changed things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. They did. <laughs> How'd you feel yeah, about Jigsaw? I'll go Jigsaw? with more of a, a, a story as well. With um, For me, you get numb to watching a lot of these horror films. And it's not that they're not well done or scary for maybe the mainstream, but I remember I was by myself at 2 in the morning watching Insidious for the <laughs> first time. And time. I, I just, you know, I can get through these things. You know, it's dark, it's late at night, I'm alone, usually doesn't bother me. But when that music came on from the record and tiptoe by the window started mm-hmm. and the shadow came by and the, uh, there was a window and I just turned it off and went to bed and I just <laughs> in my head went, I can watch this tomorrow at 10 a.m. Yeah. And, and then so that, that, that was the first time <laughs> that something had really gotten me in a while. I mean, t- yeah. that song is fucking terrifying no matter what. So Yeah. But now that you watch that scene, it's like kind of communical. <laughs> Like watching it now. With well, no, it, I, I think it stuck with me really? more because I remembered how scared I was. Damn. That it, it actually affected me, and I went to bed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I um, couldn't sleep alone the night I went to go see Insidious. So I, remember, I, remember, I remember my experience with that. Yeah, Insidious kind of fucked me up, too. <laughs> um, so, I mean, your favorite horror movies, you know, you got Saul, you got Insidious. So out of those movies or out of any horror movies, like what are like some of your favorite aspects of the horror 
uh, especially coming from directors and writers of horror like what are those like things that you love uh, within a horror film um i think it's the groundedness is what we kind of gravitate to because right. you know supernatural stuff is always fun um demonic possession all this stuff but it's been done several several times oh yeah mm-hmm. um we kind of wanted something that resonates with you the next day as if you know it could happen to you and i think that's probably summed up best uh in the strangers the first one when you know they basically the villains have one line almost in the whole movie maybe maybe two and that one main line when Liv tyler answers the door um and they ask her why or, or when they're they're hurting them and they say why do you why are you doing this to us and she just answers because you were home yeah that kind of indiscriminate killing is terrifying. Yeah, that's uh, exactly. Because most people think, well, I don't deserve this. This is never going to happen to me. But when something happens in randomness like that, that's pretty scary. Yeah, that's ter- truly terrifying. That scene fucked me up to this day. Still a terrifying oh, yeah. scene. <laughs> so did you guys use yeah. like those movies that you just mentioned? Uh, do you use that to kind of influence uh, both these movies that you guys made? Yeah. Yeah, I think you take aspects of anything. I think you're, you know, I think people are are dumb to not learn from uh, people's mistakes right. and people's, you know, uh, successes, and mm-hmm. and try to figure out how you can do your own spin of that. Um, I mean, we tried to go back. There's even like Lost Boys and some Hitchcock references and Houses too. Yes, exactly. Um, just some of the shots and um, stuff like that. So you, you know, you. It's a, it's all a learning experience. I think anybody would probably tell you that, and uh, you just, you just try to keep getting better along the way. And with, you know, we always take our, take pride in originality. Yeah. Um, but you know, most things are derived from something, and then you get those ideas. Yeah, exactly. I think too, we, the, when we're watching things, whether it's, um, you know, a cool camera shot or a, a unique kill or some kind of twist that. I mean, I think Bobby, especially his favorite thing to do is, is to call me after he's seen a movie and say, I hadn't thought about that before, or I hadn't seen that before. And I think that that was a major influence, uh, you know, just starting this franchise because we wanted to take a stab at something that we really didn't feel like had been done before, which was to make the movie real. Yeah. I mean, the, the first frame of Blair Witch as genius as it was, the, you know, the, the original at the time, you know, it, it was a marketing, you know, just an amazing attempt at, at doing this viral marketing and that kind of thing, but it was still fake. Yeah. They wanted, you wanted it to feel real, but it was fake. And so we, we wanted the audience to be able to Google the people and places that we were going to and talking to and actually have to stop and go, wait, this is real. Yeah. And I remember getting the call from Steven Schneider the first time he had seen the original, original doc that you can actually get on the Blu-ray of the first film. But he said, this movie's actually real until it isn't. And I can't really pick the moment where it switched. Yeah. And, and so that was the biggest success for us is to be able to say that we pulled that off. Yeah, that when I first saw The House is October Built the first time, um, I remember watching it in my room and I was just like, first off, this is a really original movie because I've never seen a movie that was shot in a found footage format but also pertain to haunted attractions, which we both love on this show so much. Like seeing yeah. it in a movie was just like, fucking fantastic. Um, so, like speaking of like coming up with this like original idea, how much research did you guys have to do 
uh, like finding the haunts for your movie? Was it just like some that you knew about uh, through your lives of going through them, or like did you just like spend countless hours of researching and contacting them to make your movie? We're both from Dallas, and we grew up going to a lot of these haunted houses in that area. And it, Dallas actually took over from Detroit as the Halloween capital of the world. Mm-hmm. So, or sorry, the haunted house capital of the world. So, Bobby and I used to in high school we'd go to horror films at the movie theater and then go to a haunted house. So we were familiar with some of the ones in the area. And then, yeah, we just did a lot of research on, we we did want to be careful of like, we, you know, we went to a place called zombie manor and that was just all stray zombies. Well, then we had to make sure that, you know, the next place had a a little bit different, you know, take to it. Exactly. And so whether it was paintball or, you know, in the second movie going to a zombie 5k and a zombie pub crawl, we did want to, we had to be careful not to just go to similar, you know, things that would visually would be similar. And so exactly. we did, you know, want to want to do that for the audience, but also just to move the story along in the proper way. So it did take research, but it's fun. I mean, I, we, I can't tell you how many, you know, copy and paste haunted house links, you know, we're sending <laughs> back and forth, check this place out and, and just, you know, wanting to see, and even, even scheduling. I mean, some places were only open, on Fridays and Saturdays and yeah. it might be a place we wanted to go, but we were only in that area Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. And so, you know, we, some, some stuff, you know, production wise happens as well. Well, that was, it was also nice too. the haunt community has been real open armed to us and, you know, they're like a family in general. Hell yeah. um, and, and it was a, it was a battle from the, from the making the first movie when nobody knew, context of anything nobody knew who we were yeah um that was that was a lot tougher and then what mm-hmm. was nice about making houses too is a lot of people uh came to us i mean i'd say we had uh emails several of them uh, a week after the first houses asking when and if we make a sequel can you come here yeah, awesome. um, that <laughs> That's was really so cool. nice to, yeah that took because it took a lot out of us on trying to plan when you want to uh you know stick to more of the story and the creative uh, so having people come to us was was nice. Hell yeah! Now, with that said, um, both movies. Which which one is like you guys' favorite hunts or houses or whatever? And which one actually got on, got under your skin? Um, out of the two movies, which is our favorite haunt? The, yeah. yeah, out of all the movies, like uh, combined, which haunt was actually your yeah. favorite, and like, and which one really got underneath your skin? Like, what actually? Yeah. Which one what actually haunt scared you? you? <laughs> My favorite production-wise, like uh, on uh, whether you're a Halloween fan, maybe more for all ages, it's not got under your skin, but the the 5K run mm-hmm. in part two, that facility was mind-blowing. It was a million square feet. Jesus uh, Christ. The military uses it to uh, go through subway, high school shooting scenarios, Katrina-type scenarios. Uh, um, yeah, overturned subways and... Uh, uh, God, what else? They have tons of stuff out there, and you could shoot an entire movie there. Um, and that was that was mind blowing to have zombies coming from you at all directions, mm-hmm. uh, and in the daylight. But yet you were going through obstacle courses that I'd never even seen before, didn't even know existed. Which I thought was like a nice evolution from the first movie to the second movie. Like you guys showed a little bit more of the houses and stuff like that, which was really cool. Well, and- we were worried about um, as awesome as so many of these haunts are, they don't translate all of them to screen um, because they become black, you know, dark labyrinth. Yeah. Right. And that's all, and that's, and you know, even though it's great in person, um, we didn't want them to all blend together. So we took pride in um, trying to find, especially for part two, 
as many, uh, we even, you know, we went kind of more of the festival and event route mm-hmm. with two because we felt like we had shown a lot of what America had to offer and how else can you kind of celebrate Halloween, whether it's a brain-eating contest with Kobayashi or mm-hmm. that was 5K funny. Run, you know, <laughs> the paintball in the first one. Uh, just trying to show a wide array of stuff. Yeah, no, zombie I, strippers. I mean, <laughs> yeah, laser titties. They still have been in the sequel. We were stupid not to bring them back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but I thought it was like a nice evolution from the first movie to the yeah. second movie. Like you guys went out of your range and weren't just doing haunts, but you guys went out and did like the other events. events yeah. yeah, which was cool. There's so much in the month of October that really goes on. Which probably um, what influenced like the story in the second movie, where people were actually hitting you guys up to go to these haunts and check them out. Like, I feel yeah. like you guys, like, that actually happened, like, after filming the it first did. movie. It did. There was a lot of, and, and we kind of tried to take as much pride as we could in, mm-hmm. uh, or we always have, is mixing that realism, uh, you know, with fiction, and, and where and where is that line crossed. Right. Um, you know, so it, as much as we can do of that, because, you know, found footage, we know that that genre gets a little bit of an eye roll. Yeah. It, it is oversaturated, and it, a lot of it's not done right. And, um, you know, in the first one, we followed all rules. Mm-hmm. And in the second one, without giving spoilers away, we still followed the rules, even though we included music. We tried to – there's a reason for and um, for every shot and for every actual detail in there to still fall under the found footage rules at first glance may not – seen that way yeah right and then something i wanted to talk about uh because we were doing some research about you guys and we came across something that um you guys were planning on or are planning maybe making this into like a four film series is that still true are you guys thinking of doing a third movie um and if so like will it follow the you know the five people we have grown to know and love or do you think it could follow a different group of people trying to find you know the world's most extreme haunt if you can say, I will tell you that three will. And there was yes, there's a there's a plan up to four. Like we've we've mapped everything out for a long time. Hell yeah. Um, and and three would will take it in a we'll call it a completely different direction. Awesome. Okay, that's uh. Are you guys going to be starting it again though? Can't tell you that. Can't ah, tell you. Okay. damn it. All right. Well, that's still awesome news because. Yeah, thank you. Um, like I said. This is one of my favorite films. Uh, I watched it. I've, we watched them because we're talking about the, sh- the movies later on. Um, and, I mean, it's just a fun watch both times. Like, it's just mm-hmm. – it has rewatchability. And that's just something that – sometimes it's very hard when it comes to the horror franchise that you see yeah. a movie once, you kind of don't want to watch it again, but not with these movies. I kind of love going back to them. That and I just like, the, like with the sequel, you guys kind of, like, brought it to where it ended in the first movie, where it, which I like when sequels do. You know, yeah, like, in a perfect world, you button it up and you watch them together. You yeah, know, they're not they're they're ninety minute movies, so you know in you know in a Halloween type atmosphere, if you watch two back to back, I think they you know there's payoffs at the end of two that go back to part one. Yeah, um, yeah. and things like that that I think that uh, it, it works well together. So we're kind of glad uh, Hulu ended up picking up both of them. So that's yeah. kind of nice to have both of these. It together. definitely is. It made it a lot easier because I I watched the first one on Netflix and then when I saw they were all both on Hulu, that's when I sat down and I watched the first one and then I watched the second one immediately after. So it's a nice uh, movie to watch back to back because like, you kind of feel like, yeah. like there's just that year passing and then that's it and you get right back into the story. Well, even when the first one came out, like I saw that before the second one was even released or anything like that. And I thought like it ended like fairly like well. 
to where like it kept it kept it open ended like that, and then coming to the sequel actually answering some of those questions was kind of nice. Right, we kind of wanted you to argue on the way to the parking lot a little bit, and that's kind of what part one was about, mm-hmm. was how far do you go to scare somebody? And that's kind of what it's always been about, like, um, as opposed to m- murderers being out there. Um, when you see when you see a movie, uh, you know, like the Hellfest that's coming out, like, obviously yeah. that, that, that version of it went through our head back in 2009, 2010. Yeah. We, we wanted to move it more in a direction where, it was real places. I mean, when we first were doing the movie, they were trying to have us do them on sets, and that was a big fight not to do that because it just every detail these haunt owners and these scare actors have put into it, uh, you can't capture. It'll look like a fake moon landing. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and so that was a big deal to us <laughs> to make it as authentic as we could and also highlight how hard these these guys work. Yeah, yeah. Because they do it. We actually had the opportunity to uh, last year interview the. Uh, creative director and the um designer marketing, marketing uh designer for uh screamageddon down here in florida and uh, and they walked us through their haunts and i mean man the attention to detail and the amount of labor and time spent on these houses it's it's crazy absolutely um and then i think one thing i kind of want to touch on because you kind of you briefly we uh we both know that what we saw on netflix or in theaters where everyone's anyone's watched the house's october build that that technically wasn't the original film that you guys created years ago uh it was a in a sense a remake um but with the same characters with the same characters is there a part of you that wanted that original movie to be released to everyone or are you guys happy happier with uh what the remake entailed well this is a huge part of us that wanted because it was not it's not. It's the more authentic version, right? Um, which is what we went for. Um, so I mean, it was a big. It was a. It was a big thing for us to get it on the Blu-ray, so that it at least lives out there and breathes. Have you guys seen it? Not yet. Not yet. I just actually this is the first. When you said it was on the Blu-ray, I was like buying now because I need to watch this. Yeah. Well, there's a good um, for 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 people listening that have seen it, there's a really cool, I would, I wouldn't advise watching it first because it kind of spoils too much, but, uh, <laughs> uh, good, bad flicks. If you guys are familiar with them on YouTube, uh, Cecil over there runs that channel and he, he's, he's, he's really a great researcher and does a lot of docs on, on movies for the past 30 years. Right. And he came to us saying, look, I think there's a bigger story here about this original I keep hearing about. Um, and he had actually done a bunch of research and made probably about a, 18, 20 minute doc on how it evolved. Yeah, we actually watched that documentary. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, he did a great job and he shows that whole side of things where, uh, you know, it did evolve, but it wasn't the, uh, you know, I, I take blame. I, I, it was my decision to shoot in, in standard depth, but right. really on purpose, if, if you if you saw the timeline, you know, 2009, 2010, mm. we weren't ready for everything HD, and it didn't yeah. feel right. All the docs felt fake, yeah. um, that, that looked too clean. And, and you know, but that was a problem when um, Fox and the Regency ended up buying it, that you can't you can't show that the same way on 120-foot screens, which I understand. Yeah, yeah um, exactly. It just, that was kind of a shame uh, from that standpoint, because this really, it really is the more grounded raw version but i still you know all three of them was near and dear to my heart there's there's just you know there's that 20 percent change um from the original to the one that you guys or most people are familiar with that 
Um, it's still just very fun to watch. But mm. that first one, you could hear a pin drop in the theater, and we would get calls or get emails every day asking if we went to the cops and <laughs> yada yada. And so we just we were really excited that people took the bait. Yeah, yeah. Did. And I think I love when they do, th- like, when, you know, directors like yourself and even Blair Witch, when they did their marketing, like, when you go to that, those lengths to make people question, like, like yeah, this is at a film festival and we just watched it, but, like, shit, we can't tell if this is real or fake. I love when right. you, you have that, like, you're on you're on fence with that idea, like, man, I know it's a movie, but, like, this feels really real yeah. to me right and now. And it's a great element yeah. to have in a horror movie, especially when it comes to found footage, because it's... The idea of found footage is to make it seem like it really happened, you yeah. know? And then, like, I feel like you guys did it really, really well with that, too. Like, I think I think you guys kind of did it, like, way better than Blair Witch did, to be quite honest with you. Because you guys did do, like, go to those haunts and actually talk to real people. You know, that was really well, cool. No, I, I appreciate it, because it's funny. We You never know how anything's going to play. I mean, you do your best, and then you try it, and, you know, then there's... 400 people in an audience and you either live or die yeah, yeah that sounds and, like our uh, panel that we did at spooky <laughs> did uh, you do what well we did a panel at spooky empire last year we weren't expecting a lot of people and we had like a packed room yeah it was it was weird yeah. same feeling and like, you and you when well, you feed off that energy right i'm sure you guys yeah, know yeah. if it went well if not i mean you can mm-hmm. feel the air sucked out of a room if yeah. it's not um but when you know we by the end of it it the people had really taken debate and and so we decided i ran up to the the festival director and i told him to kill the q a and he's like no way and i was like fucking kill it we're <laughs> yeah not going, we're not we're not going out there anymore because people i, I can feel them thinking something happened to us right and this will ruin yeah. and i said no and yeah we flipped off the lights and gave everybody a glow stick and had them go out in the dark that's um, so sick and so amazing zach and i hit Zach and I hid in the projection room. <laughs> it's so awesome. It, it feels like uh, it yeah. comes at night. May have taken a uh, um, an idea from you guys because they did that too when they were first screening the movie, driving people out to the middle of the woods. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's smart. If you, if you feel a room and you just go with it on some of that stuff, and um, you know, if you can if you can be lucky enough that it does resonate with people enough, uh, let them let them sleep on it. Let them feel that way at least yeah. for a night. Yeah. Definitely. Have you guys seen the trailer for uh, Hellfest yet? Oh yeah, we have. Uh, How do you feel? We got we got sent that script about what was it, Zach? Two years ago? Yeah, 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 yeah at least. Yeah, two three years ago. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and talks about going in for it. Um, and and like, look, it's it's the version that uh, is obvious. It doesn't mean like. We all want that version. We all love haunted houses. Yeah, we we get it. Um, you know, but uh, the the mask alone really bothered me in that trailer. I'm not <laughs> sure what they're doing with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I and I really look. This is not the filmmakers' uh, call on any of it, but they did seem like they showed a lot of the kills, and I they... just thought that was. That's what that, that's that, doing a disservice to the writers and the and the director of that movie because you know they're working hard to try to figure out cool ways for a kill and and I feel like they threw them all out there. They definitely yeah. did. We uh, couldn't agree more. Um, that when, was our complaint uh, when we saw it last week. Was like I'm like you showed most of your death scenes in this movie, which I mean they opened them to be like either their kill scenes or not. But if they are, I'm going to be disappointed when I go see it. Yeah. In, yeah, I want to go see a movie because of the 
how you pitch me the story. Yeah. And that and so if I'm if I'm saying, hey, a, a group of friends is going to go into a carny haunted house and there's a killer. That, that, that you know, it, it, that's what has to get me to the movie theater. And that's how and then when I'm just... watching the movie, mm. then I enjoy the the kills and you know some you know some character, um, some you know turns and things like that, which I know this movie has. Yeah, which how marketing script. should should go to be is just just tell this like not tell the full story, but you know like kind of give you like hands on what the story's going to be and not give you like you know the the good scenes like the scenes that you're going to go there for to see like the death scenes like it yeah. shouldn't it shouldn't spoil that yeah, for you look like horror fans are coming regardless yeah exactly 100 like, percent. <laughs> you, you don't need to throw all that stuff out there they just yeah. need to learn from some of that and uh you know they they have you at killer in the haunted house i mean yeah, yeah. exactly that's all you need to say and we'll be there to sit down and we watched the trailer yeah. it was like three minutes long i'm like why is this three minutes long yeah yeah yeah, name the last trailer that was that. I mean, that's just unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. It, it really is. And I mean, like, and I think they should take, uh, they should take, uh, I can't think of the word right now, but they should really draw their information from, like, you know, movies like It Comes at Night and, you know, A Quiet Place. Their marketing, like, they did show long trailers, but at first they're Hereditary, even. Hereditary, yeah. I mean, they really didn't tell you what was going on. And it, that's what sold those movies for us. Is like, we don't know what's happening. We don't want to know. And then they don't tell you when you watch the movie, really. Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> Do you say they don't tell you what it's about once you watch the movie? Uh, what was that? Did you say and they also don't tell you about yeah. what it's about after you watch the yeah, movie? Yeah, after you watch the movie, you have no fucking yeah. idea what yeah. you just watched. You're, you're just like, you're uh, what the right fuck? On yeah. I, that's how I felt with, like, It Comes at Night and Hereditary. Like, I had to do some homework afterwards. I was yeah. like, what the hell did I just watch? But, you know, uh, and that was part that was part of the hype machine too. But I, I, you know, I haven't seen it yet. It's on one of my lists. I, I really like uh, Joel Edgerton, but mm-hmm. um, I just I haven't had a chance to see that one yet. Oh, it's it's worth the watch. I promise you. Yeah. Um, but guys, I mean, I really do appreciate you guys taking the time and talking to us on the show. We here on the Horror Junkies podcast love your movies. We yeah. cannot wait to see what you guys are cooking up for a third and fourth movie uh, or any other projects that you may be working on. Um, we're really into the vibes you guys create with, you know, the directing position and the storylines. You know, Zach, I know uh, you wrote it and so did Bobby co-wrote, co-write that movie. You know, I know there was a lot of ad lib opportunity, but, you know, the story, the plot, it's all there. It's really fun. It's captivating. Um, and like I said, very original. I haven't seen a movie before this that really gave us that um, haunted attraction horror movie where in a found footage form. So I yeah. definitely... What you guys are doing is awesome, and I can't wait to see what you guys do in the future. Appreciate it, guys. Well, yeah, we appreciate you guys uh, paying attention to all the details as well, and you mm-hmm. know that's who we try to make it for. We're the same as you guys. We love haunted houses. We love obsessed with Halloween. Yeah. Um, my do- my daughter's four. She just said to me this morning, she's like, "Dad, when's Halloween?" <laughs> and and it's like it is. It's one of those things that you do feel like you're a little kid still by that holiday. And yeah. We, you know, we just kind of wanted that. It's always been our love letter, so, uh, you know, we hope to kind of continue that as well. Awesome. Well, we like I said, we can't wait to see um, see what you guys create for us. And come down to Florida sometime, man. we got Halloween Horror Nights. we got Screamageddon. we got some pretty intense ha- uh, haunted houses down here for you guys. Yeah, no, we hear, we hear a lot about it. And we got so close when we were over in Georgia, and we almost made that, uh, that move to come down. So, you know, maybe in uh, – part three uh, yeah maybe in part three uh <laughs> but like you said guys thank you for so much for taking the time and being on our show um have a safe trip on your road i know you guys are just coming back from like san diego comic-con 
Hope that was a blast. I watched you guys' story. It looks like it was a blast. So, like I said, thank you for coming on the show and talking to us today. No problem. Thanks, guys. You're thank welcome. You. Have a good one. All right. All right cheers. Cheers.